Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Game. I'm glad to be back. I'm in the build right now with my boy Brandon. Say what's up to the people, Brandon. What's up, peoples? There you go. It's my boy Brandon in the building. I got my other boy in here. He goes by a couple of different names. We call him Pick'em Petey, Poker, Poker Petey, Controversial Petey, but I just call him Playing Old Petey. Say what's up to the people, Petey. Yo, what's up, Beyond the Game fans, man? Your boy's back, man, for another one. You know, I, I'll take the opposite side of everybody on everything. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what we want. We don't want no, you know, easygoing conversations in here. So since I got my boys in here, just to let y'all know, B, he's from uh, Chicago. I think he was there during Jordan's heyday because, you know, B, he's kind of old school. So, you know, he know. Yeah, that's when the real basketball was being played. Yeah, we gonna get into that a little <laughs> yes, bit. Please, please, can we get into that? <laughs> we, we gonna get into that a little bit. All right, but before we get into that, let's talk. Let's talk about the NBA right now, since it's in full swing. Right now, who would y'all say is the NBA MVP so far? I'm gonna get you, Brandon, on your, on this right. Who you got? Oh, right now, the MVP right now. I probably had to go with James Harden right now. I mean, you know, when you look at it, you got James, you got Giannis, you got LeBron, you got. DMC, DeMarcus, and stuff. I mean, I think they're all there, but I just think right now, you know, looking at the way Houston is playing, even with Chris Paul's out, James Harden's carrying the load. I mean, mm -hmm. I just roll with James. I mean, you look at his, look at his stats right now. He's averaging 31.6 points a game, five rebounds. He's shooting 46% from the floor. Okay, all right. You did your homework today. All right. You okay. Know, uh, you look at Giannis, he's at, you know, 29.9 points per game, 10 round rebounds, 54% from the field. So, you know, I, I I like I like both of them, but of course, you know, you got the king there. You know, look at the king. King's at, you know, 28 points a game, yeah. eight rebounds a game, 58% from the floor, 42% mm -hmm. from the three, which is probably the highest that he's been shooting in his career. Shooting for eight, he's, for free throw, he's trying to shoot 80% 80, 80 from the free throw for this year. He's at 76%. Look he's at got 1.43, you know, steals per game, and he's got 19 double-doubles. So, you know, the Kings always going to be in the running. But right now, as we speak right now, just based on uh, the standings and what's going on in the league right now, I got to run with James Harden. Now, that don't mean that he's going to win it. Mm -hmm. And as we speak right now, that's what I say. Well, uh, that's the show, pretty much. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Game. Uh, we'll catch y'all next Thursday. Now, PP, what you think about that, man? Who, who you got for MVP so far? You know, I'm going to rock with the King, man. There's no other LeBron James. It's his league. It's his time. It's his era. You know, like you said, 28 points a game, man. Eight rebounds, nine assists. Last year, Russ won it with 31, 10, and 10. LeBron's on pace to get 31, okay. 10, and 10. Okay. Also... They're going to be in the NBA Finals. The Houston Rockets will not be in the NBA Finals. I would agree with that. Y'all don't think the Rockets will take the Warriors? No. Not in seven not, games. Not in seven games? Y'all don't think so? Maybe back in the old day when they was playing real basketball, when they played five-game series. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they might have got They might have got them, but in this seven-game series, no, the better team always comes out. Yeah. Golden State's better in the West. And I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said as far as LeBron James being the NBA MVP so far, thus far. Uh, of course, you know, the Cavs, they started off very rocky. They was making headlines because it seemed like they couldn't have no team chemistry. Um, James Harden, I mean, he's a he's a he's a right, decent ball player. I mean, he held it down, I guess, while Chris Paul was out. But right now, I would just have to give it to LeBron, and, and not only because he's the best player in the league, but just because the season he's having right now in year 15, 
is the best season he's probably ever had. Yeah. And he's the season he's having is better than any MVP season that he's had. Like you alluded to earlier, he's averaging 28, 8, and 9, shooting 58% from the field and 42% from three. Like, how do you do that in year 15 and not win MVP is beyond me. Yeah. Um, you was you was watching Jordan. What? How old was Jordan when he won his last MVP? If you can remember. Oh man, you know I honestly don't remember. I'd be making that up, man. I would say he, was probably, <laughs> he had to be in his 30s. Okay, so LeBron would be right on pace to, to tie Jordan as far as MVPs are concerned. Yeah. Uh, while we on this LeBron topic, real quick, I want to bring something up about Scottie Pippen. Did you hear what he said earlier today? <laughs> no, what did what what did what did what he, uh, Mr. Yeah. S- Mr. Scottie Pippen said that statistically, LeBron James has surpassed Michael Jordan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I got an absolute from Pete now. Absolutely. Brandon, what do you think about this? I'm, I'm well, interested to hear what well, you got to say. Here, here, here's the real. You know, I'm, I'm always going to be a Jordan supporter, and I'm always going to put him above, and nobody's going to come close to it. Why? Because he's the GOAT, man. Why? He's Is it because of championship? However, 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 mm-hmm. to answer your question. Okay. Statistically, he's close to MJ, and he probably will pass MJ statistically. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking strictly basketball. Yeah. Okay. But in terms of playing the game, in terms of having the killer instinct, in terms of going to the finals and being six for six and six MVPs, LeBron will never get there. He'll never get there. But statistically, he probably will pass. What you got to say about that, Pete? Statistically, Michael Jordan is not number one in no statistical category in NBA history. Okay. Okay. LeBron will be number one when he when it's all said and done in probably three to four statistical categories mm-hmm. when his career is over. Now, does that mean that he's number one, though? Because he's in three to four, number one in three to four statistical categories? Yes. He will be the number one NBA basketball player of all time when it's said and done, when he hangs his jersey up, minus minus the championships. Mm-hmm. Some people go off championships. And like I say, Robert Ori has more championships than Michael Jordan. That's true. That's true. So does that mean Robert Ori is better than Michael Jordan? Yep. No. Yep. And that's a very good Based on the way that people operate and the way that people think, they would say, yeah, probably Robert Ori is. But we all know that's not true. We all know that's, we know not, that's true. not true. Yeah, he's light-skinned, so he's automatically better. <laughs> so so let, me, let me ask y'all this real quick. <laughs> What what does make Jordan the GOAT? Because obviously there's there's people who say that Jordan can't be touched. So why is it that you feel like Jordan can't be touched? I know we're going off topic real quick, but it's just interesting because everybody's stuck in this nostalgia of this image. Everybody seems to think Jordan has made every single shot he took, never lost a game, never did anything wrong in the NBA. So people are still hung up on this like infatuation with Jordan, like he can't be surpassed. Do you think he'll ever be surpassed as the GOAT? I, can, I know Pete says yeah, but what about you, Brandon? I mean, listen. I mean, reality says, but if you go back and you start looking at, you know, Wilt Chamberlain and some of those guys, right, Bill Russell, they always say, oh, nobody's going to be better than Bill. And then mm-hmm. here comes MJ. So what does the reality say? Sure, somebody's going to pass MJ. I, I, I would be a fool to sit there and tell you that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think it's going to happen in my lifetime? <laughs> but no, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it could. I'm just saying, when you talk about Jordan, man, I mean, if you go back and you watch this guy, I mean, I grew up watching this, this. This guy is just, you never wanted to deal with this guy. I mean, this guy had the killer instinct. That's the guy you want to take the last shot every single time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, did he make players better? Yeah. No. Yeah. 
No, it went back and forth. One thing I can get LeBron, LeBron always makes it. That's the one thing I can say. LeBron always makes his players better. And that's just a factual thing. Okay? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if if the money was on the line. You're going to take Kobe. Hey, I probably would. Over, over who? Huh? Over, over who? George. Oh, no. I'm always going to take Joy. I'm going to take Joy over Kobe. I'm going to take him over LeBron. You losing. But go ahead, though. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was Jordan's mentality that set him that, apart from everybody. It. Jordan said he never lost a game. He just ran out of time. I like that. That's. That, I mean, that's one of his quotes. That's yeah. what he says. He said he's he never sure lost did. a yeah. game. He just ran that's out fine. of time. Yeah. He had that mentality Kobe had that mentality LeBron does not have that mentality okay. and that's why right that's... now we are having the discussion that LeBron is not Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant-esque yes when so, really in our truth tr when, I, when the truth comes out and the numbers are laid down LeBron will be statistic statistically better okay so let me ask y'all this Jordan was the GOAT. Well, Jordan is the GOAT. But how important was he to the Bulls? And the, ask, the reason why I asked that is because they won three straight, right? The first three peak. The first three peak, yeah. He took his quote-unquote vacation. <laughs> the following season. Can we rewind it? Go ahead. Boston Celtics won, I think, 11 out of 12. Okay. That is correct. That is true. That is okay. So, so, and so I, and in I, the I, modern era, Jordan was the first team to three-peat. Okay, so when, when they did and the if first three-peat. didn't three take peak, his vacation, they probably could have won. Too. But this is my question about the vacation is, <laughs> the last season they won, they, they, uh, they three-peated, they won 57 games. The next season, they dropped to 55, went to the Eastern Conference Finals, game seven against the Knicks, and Scottie Pippen was second in MVP voting. So how important was Jordan then? If you, without Jordan, you only won two less games. And you still went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's touch on that next season uh, that Jordan left. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Where did the Chicago Bulls go? But that's my point. That's my point as far as the LeBron and, and Jordan conversation is. When LeBron leaves, that team is in the lottery. <laughs> when Jordan left, they, they still went to the Eastern East Conference, Conference Finals. But hold yeah. on, though. Let's think now. Let's, let's be fair. Okay. Let's break down that team that Jordan left. Okay. You still had Scotty. Yeah, of course. You still had Tony Kukoc. Okay. And you still had a lot of role players. I mean, hey, Scotty's still one of the top 50 players in the league. Yeah. And LeBron walks away from Cleveland. What do they have? They had a bag of peanuts and a vendor. Okay. <laughs> but, so, okay, he so left, that's he why, left so that's, Miami. They still had D-Wade and Chris Bosh. They did. They did. And they were still a lottery team. But I don't think Chris Bosh played. No, nah, he didn't. He had the blood clots and right, whatnot. Right, right, but right, Dwayne right. Wade was still Wait, wait, wait. wait. Now, Dwayne Wade was old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see that now, the way he's playing. I don't even know how he's on, on, on basketball court. Uh, man, he's six men of the year this Dwayne, year. Dwayne went to Cleveland and told me, hey, guys, I just need 15 minutes a game, mm -hmm. man. Outside of that, I, I'm not looking I don't for even it. Know he's, I don't even know why he's on the floor. You don't know why he's on the floor? No. Okay. So well, actually, I do. It's just for them he, when they get to the finals. He's getting that Cardio. He's getting that check. Man. That's oh, what yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. He got paid. Uh, most, most definitely. <laughs> he, got paid. He, got, he got to make sure to take care of Gabby. Yeah. Man, that's another stuff for another day. <laughs> uh, so, so as far as, far as, uh, <laughs> as, far as MVP, who, who do y'all like as far as the top five NBA players right now in the season right now? Who would y'all get? Go ahead, B. Uh, I got James Harden. Okay. Uh, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gannis. Gannis. Yeah. I can't pronounce Yeah, Greek freak. Yeah, Greek freak. freak. Uh, you know, I... <sighs> I like DeMarcus, man. I think I, I, I like DeMarcus just because of what he's bringing. I mean, he's at 26, point, 20 point, 26 points a game, 12 rebounds a game. He's got 22. He's leading the league in double-doubles. Okay. Okay. He's shooting 35% from the three-point, 
I mean, you know, he's he's putting up good numbers. Now to think about that team though, right now I think they're what six in the West, seventh in the West. Depending on where they are at the you know All Star break, they may trade them. So I, you know, mm. he he's 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 still there. You can never rule out KD, but I got to bring Kyrie into this. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyrie is carrying the carrying the Boston Celtics, especially when Hayward went Boy, down. Hayward went yeah. out. I mean, you know, I mean that kind of shows. I mean, you had that big issue with Kyrie when he left Cleveland. Everybody said, "Oh no, he shouldn't have left." And the reason why he left, he wanted to show he can lead the team, and he's doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got to put that man in there as well. Okay. I'm going to touch on the Kyrie subject. Go ahead. Kyrie is leading the Boston Celtics. Yes, that's true. But he has one of the greatest basketball minds sitting on that sideline in Brad Stevens that I have ever that seen does have in, in my life. I mean, this man, when he was coaching at Butler, he scored on 90% of his out-of-bounds plays in the season. I mean, what you, what 90% clip, man. When Shelvin was there, man, it was, it was unbelievable. Everything he drew up got a bucket. He's one of the greatest basketball minds that we probably will see. I don't know if he's going to be able to eclipse LeBron James and get to the finals so we can actually sit back and look at him, but he's on the Popovich, Coach K 90% level. Yes. So, and that team that, that, that Kyrie is on in Boston, they are really, really defensive oriented. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they, no they, they are hard nosed. They get after the ball, and and all Kyrie has to do is come up and down the court. He don't even have to guard anybody. Kyrie plays. Did. Kyrie plays no defense he, on he that team. Did. But the rest of the team picks up the slack. Kyrie dribbles down. He he goes through his bag and he gets a jump shot. Go through his bag. Yeah, I mean, hey, well, that's that's but that's, isn't that what he did with Cleveland? though? because Cleveland played defense, right? Yeah. Some of them. And and that's why LeBron and Kyrie <laughs> was always at each other's neck because LeBron's telling him, hey, man, we can't win if you can't guard anybody. Yeah, well, but yeah, because everybody's going at you. They're not going at anybody else on the floor. <laughs> they are going at you. Well, you you know, got to step up. You know, Tr- Trisha can't guard nobody either. Nah, the Tristan. Kardashian can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So who you got as your top five, Pete? Of course, of course, of course, you got the James Harden and LeBron James at the top leading the race. I got... Big Cuz, DeMarcus Cousins in third, Greek Freak at fourth, and I always reach, and I went with the rookie, Donovan Mitchell, out there in Utah. Oh, oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Hey, y'all can, y'all can huff and puff all you want to. This young man is averaging 17.8 a game, three rebounds, three assists. Utah Jazz, everybody thought they were finished after last year. I mean, didn't, didn't know, nobody think that they was going to be any good. I mean, after after they lost, Shel- well, of course, you know, I always got to show Hey, hey, that's your people's, man. Shel- Shelvin Mack, Gordon Hayward left. Gordon Hayward took more shots on that team than anybody. He was the heart and soul of that team. And they drafted Donovan Mitchell, and everybody was like, what are you doing? But now when we sat back and looked, Donovan Mitchell is the Utah Jazz now. Yeah. He's leading that team. He's, I mean, he's went off for 40 points. He's hit 33 or four times this year. He's always hanging around the 20s. And he said it, it's a shock to himself that he's even performing this well. I mean, Donovan Mitchell needs Donovan to be. Mitchell, though. He's gonna be. He's gonna be rookie of the year. So there's no reason that we don't take the rookie of the year and we put him into this discussion. Well, if that's the case, then I might as well just bring Joel Embiid into this. Ladies discussion. and gentlemen, controversial Petey just stepped in the bill, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I understand where he's coming from, but I might as well be, bring Joel Embiid into it. Yeah, my goodness. I mean, Joel's at 24 points a game, 11 rebounds, shooting 49% from the field, 20, 28% from 
three-pointer, and he's got 14 double-doubles. And he don't play every Okay, game. the average NBA team plays three, four games a week. Every Joel game. plays two. <laughs> yeah. So he's the freshest person on the floor every <laughs> night that he goes for his 20, what, 24 points a game. He's yeah. the freshest player on the floor. He's supposed to do that. I mean, if you can, if you only got to get up for two games a week, you supposed to be. You, you supposed. How hard can that be? Yeah. yeah how hard? Can, how hard can it be? Yeah. You know. I, I, and I mean, it's it's like he's playing a playoff schedule during the regular season. Okay. So we're getting the best Joel Embiid okay. when Donovan Mitchell is is a is a rookie, and all the defenses are geared towards stopping him, and he's still doing what he's doing every night. True. So are we being disrespectful to Russell Westbrook? KD. I'm not Steph. We gonna we gonna Kyrie. touch we gonna, we gonna touch on Russ because right here it says Russ needs to be Russ. Okay, <laughs> that was, yeah, he does. Russ needs to be. So Russ. let me ask y'all this real quick before we, we go into a commercial break. Y'all mentioned MB, Demarcus Cousins. So who is the best big man in the league right now? If you had to start a team with one big man right now, who would it be? Who you got, Petey? Christian Porzingis. I'm gonna exclude you from this conversation. <laughs> Who you got? <laughs> oh man, the big man. We yep. talking about the four or the five? Big man, four or five? Because new nowadays the big man isn't just considered a center to them. The big man's four and five because they do so many different things. Well, ooh, I would love to see that one on one. Oh, who one on one? Who? Marcus Cousins yeah. and Joel Embiid. Yeah. I, I that, mean, that would be that would be a battle. That that'd be that'd be paid. That's TV up. worthy. Yeah, yeah. that's the <laughs> money right yeah. there. See, I like the Greek freak. Okay. Because the Greek freak is just ridiculous. just his name. I mean, he is. But you know, if I had to just pick a big man, mm-hmm. and I'm looking more at the five than the four. If I had okay. to pick a big man, I'm probably gonna pick Cuz over Embiid. Cuz, who you got? I'm going with Embiid. Embiid's younger. Yeah. Uh, I think he's more a little bit more athletic, and I, I believe you know he's a little bit more charismatic, and I think he could fill your arena. Yeah. When Big Cousins is a problem, you yeah. know when he was in Sacramento, I mean, from arguing with the coach to the players to unhappy, yeah. Joel Embiid is just living life. Like okay. he's just having a good time, and up there in Philly, I mean, you know, people love to go watch him play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, my, my. If I'm gonna start a team, I'm gonna start with Donovan Mitchell. That's who's gonna be my big man. <laughs> hey, you cannot go wrong with Donovan Mitchell, man. You cannot. I, that's who I'm gonna start my team with, Donovan. But for me personally, man, I would actually go with Cat with my big man. And I just like yeah. his game because he's yeah. fluid. Yeah. He can handle the rock. Actually, he can shoot the three. I know Demarcus can too. But it just seems yeah. like Cat's game is just more fluid. Even though MB gave him buckets the other night, but it just seems like Cat is a little bit more fluid as far as a big man is concerned. Yeah, I, can't, I, can't. I, I think he's. What, what, what you don't like about Cat? It's not that I what I don't like about Cat. I just don't think he has that killer mentality. You know, he he's they they moved the, the pieces in for him this year, and they were supposed to just take off like a rocket. Yeah. You know I mean, and you know yeah, his, his stats are down. I mean, he's, he's he's getting killed on a nightly basis from any quality big man. That's, that's why I just said Minnesota. he did. Yeah, I mean. But, you know, it's also them trying to work in Jimmy Butler at the same time. It's just a whole different vibe. And I think Jimmy Butler or Wiggins got to go because I think they are the same player. So I think that bogs down the deep, um, offense. And I think Wiggins really doesn't play any defense, which puts Cat in a bad position because he's always helping. Yeah, he's always you see what helping. I'm saying? So he's always caught out of position. Yeah. So we about to take a quick commercial break. But before we do that, I'm about to play this song right here. This song is for LeBron. Uh, he's the number one player in the league right now. Can't nobody hold him right now. I don't care what B. Watson says right now. So LeBron. Brian, this song's for you right here, big baby. Uh, uh, uh. I just gotta bring it to their attention, bro. 
you talking about? Run in your mouth like you know me. You gon' fuck around and chill. Why the show me? Get caught and show me. Why one on one? You can't hold me. If your last name was Hayden, only way you heard me out is stitch my name on your pants. No resident of France, but you swear I'm from Paris. Hundred six carats. Total no, that's Paris. Trying to get purpose. My chain to your chain. Like Sprint a Motorola, no service out of your range. You're out of your brains, thinking I'ma shout out your name. You gotta come up with better ways and actions to get your pain. All that pressure you applying, it's time to ease off. Before I hit you from the blind side, taking your sleeves off. As much as we scroll, still hard to please, boss. Don't be lying, the crying, suck it up as a loss. 'Cause your axe is whack, your whole label is whack. Matter of fact, I, 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 I hold that. All right, thank you for coming back to Beyond the Game. Still in the hair with Pick'em Petey, Controversial Petey, Poker Face Petey, and my boy B. Watson in the building. Uh, they was having a conversation uh, while we were off the air about DeMarcus Cousins potentially coming to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, y'all mind touching back on that conversation? It was a real deep conversation y'all had going on there. What was you talking about over at B. Watson? Uh, well, basically what I was saying, like when we talked about Cuz earlier, was that it's going to really just depend on where the Pelicans are at the trade deadline. If they're not in contention for the playoffs, then they'll probably trade them. So the thing is, where is he going to go? Well, you know, from what I'm hearing, he's probably, you know, in the offseason, he's not going to resign with the Pelicans. So he's probably going to go maybe Washington or to the Lakers or something like that. He's going to go get the money. But if he gets to trade, if they trade him, then he's probably going to go to the Cavs. That's probably the best fit. Uh, they probably have, you know, the most assets to give for him. And if he goes there, that's going to be a problem for Golden State. I mean, now the question is, what do they give up for? You know, Tristan Thompson. Uh, Bye. <laughs> Bye. Tristan Thompson, you know, Shumper, because he's already on the trade. Bye. But then you got to give up something. Like, like, like yeah. he was saying, he was like, do you give up? You know, are you going to give up Count Corver? Are you going to give up, you know, I say J.R. Smith. He says, no, you can't give up J.R. Smith. I said, well, why not? I mean, he was non-existent last year, so mm -hmm. what are you going to lose? I mean, because you're going to gain a lot on that end. That's, so, that's why I'm saying bye. <laughs> like, if, if so I get, JR? I don't know. It's a toss-up between J.R. and Cal because at this point in time in both of their careers, how are they any different? Cal Corbin don't play no D neither. This is J.R. Smith. They both are shooters, but, you know, they can be streaky shooters. So, I mean, they pretty much almost are the same player. Almost. I think Jr. can play a little bit better D than Cal Corbin. Oh, no question. No question. You know, so, no, no I mean, question. plus Jr. has a little edge about him, you know, on that perimeter. Cal Corbin, nobody's going to fear Cal Corbin nah. in the game. Cal I mean, Corbin's what, a monster. What are you talking what's about? What's he going to do? He's just he's just running around the whole game, catch the ball, and then throw up a three. <laughs> to throw up a three. <laughs> he, he makes them. Don't get me wrong. He makes them. But, I mean... There's not a, a fear factor on the court. Like, if Cal Corver comes in with the second unit, I mean, they're going to go at him. Mm -hmm. no if J.R. Smith comes in with the second unit, they're going to try to go at him, but J.R. can stop it. And now J.R. is going to go back at you okay? because he has that edge about him. He just has that cockiness, has that swag, you know, and I think you keep J.R., you can let Cal Corver go. But who wants a 36-year-old three-point shooter who doesn't right. play deep? So let me ask you all this. If the Cavs had their choice between trading for Paul George or Cousins, who do they get? Cousins. Cousins. 
Cause it's y'all. Y'all wouldn't. Y'all wouldn't try to get Paul George. No, there's no reason to get Paul George. It doesn't even match up well. I mean, I don't see how they would work with them. So my question to you is, since uh, Golden State, because that's basically who they would be trying to beat, isn't a big team. So what role would Demarcus Cousins play in that? Because that game is going to be fast paced. It would cause a problem for Golden State because he can get them in foul trouble. Think so? You know, last year in the finals, you know, when the when they were when the Golden State Warriors was running up and down the floor, that's when they had the advantage. Yeah. When LeBron slowed it down, him and yeah. Kyrie, and they got into a half court, that's when the Cavs had the advantage. That's right. why they were in so many games because they're limited possessions. They gotcha. limited the possessions of Golden State. Golden State wants to get it. I get the ball off the rim, two passes, or even a three yeah. or a layup at the rim. Yeah. You know, LeBron was walking the ball down the court eating up the clock, you know, killing the shot clock, taking it all the way down, pounding in the paint. So if you get big cuz that you can set on that block, they have nobody that can stop them. See, Draymond Green can guard. McGee. Okay, you're not, not even touch on that. <laughs> you almost made me say something about that. No, McGee. No, but I mean, if you put cuz on that block, see, Draymond can guard Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Because Tristan Thompson does not score well. Right. Yeah. You put Big Cuz on that block. Big Cuz is gonna go for forty if you put that Draymond Green on. <laughs> yeah, no question. Yeah, no. And then and then you put Javale McGee on the floor to try to guard him. Okay, that's fine. Well, guess what? He's gonna step out because Big Cuz can step out and shoot the jumper. Yeah. Correct. Now LeBron goes to the block. Now who's gonna guard LeBron? Right. You gonna Still. put Draymond? On? <laughs> no, they put they put Eagle Guy on. They put but it would, uh, but you seen with LeBron he. Well, nobody can go. After that first finals, LeBron went back to the lab. Yeah. And he's like, Iguodawa's not going to stop me yeah, like he did. Yeah. So last year, when they put Iguodawa in, LeBron took him to the block, and he manhandled him. Hmm. Possession after possession. So let me ask y'all this, since we're on the Paul George topic. Do you guys think it's time for them to go ahead and break that thing up? And okay, even though it's only been like 20-something games, we ain't even made it to Christmas just yet. And the reason why I asked that is because the Cavs were struggling at first as B takes a drink of his uh, vitamin O for vitamin, <laughs> vitamin water. Uh, it seems like OKC just can't seem to get it together consistently with them with that three that they have. Uh, you tell people always say, well, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. The Cavs figured it out. The uh, Warriors figured it out. But it just seems like OK, uh, OKC can't figure it out. So is it time to let go of Paul George? My blame falls solely on Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook. Why is I call that? him Russ. It falls on Russell's shoulders. It's his team. He was the MVP last year. He averaged a triple-double. There's no reason to change up your game because you get new pieces on the court with you. What you do is you tell them, hey, <laughs> go get this rebound. First, first of all, Pete, you talking to me like, I, like I'm doing it. You know what I'm <laughs> because, because back in the day when we used to get on the court, what I tell you, go get this rebound. <laughs> yeah, hostility towards me, man. Dang, I, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying you, you tell him, go get this rebound. I'm not going to change anything that I do, okay? Y'all, have, y'all professionals, y'all find where to fit in. Mm-hmm. That's what y'all. Now you know if I penetrate and I see you in the corner, I might kick to you. And I got I averaged 10, 10 assists last year with a team worse than what we got now. So then why can't they figure it out? Why why are they? I think they are eight. There are two games ahead of the Lakers in the West right now. Yeah. Because Russell Westbrook is coming down and he is dribbling and dribbling and trying to find Paul George or Carmelo Anthony on the wing and let them do their thing. When he just needs to attack and tell them to fall in line behind him. What you what you think, B? They don't fit. They don't fit. No, I mean think about this. Just just look at it from a basketball perspective. Russell Westbrook is an animal. Mm-hmm. That guy is he is he is reckless abandon. That's how he does what he does, and that's how he gets the points that he gets, and that's how he averages a, a triple double because he just does his thing. He's an animal. It, you bring a Carmelo Anthony in. 
He's a bully on the block, but Carmelo needs the ball. He's a, and, and he stops everything once mm-hmm. he gets the ball. Yeah. Okay. So then Paul George, Paul George, he can play without the ball, but you got to think about it. Those three guys have always played with the ball. So somebody's going to have to play without the ball. I don't think Carmelo can play without the ball. Plus, Carmelo can't play no defense. Paul George is just trying to fill his way in. And then Russell is trying to incorporate everybody in. And that ain't working. So really, I just think that they're going to they, they got they're gonna have to make a trade at some point in time because I, I just don't see it working. They say that, oh, okay, we'll give it time. They do need time. They need time to figure it out and try to figure out how to, you know, get all these different pieces in and things like that. But if Russ is going to be Russ, they ain't got no time. Russ just got to go do what he's going to do. And if he does what he does, those other two pieces ain't going to fit. I think that Melo needs to fall to a bench role. He needs to come in with the mm. second unit. Uh, Paul George and uh, Russell Westbrook, I mean, they're good. Russ is averaging 22 this year. Paul George is averaging 20 last year. Russ averaged 31. Paul George averaged 23. So Paul George is on pace yeah. to hit his average. Mm-hmm. Now, Russell Westbrook is not. not on pace. No. <laughs> and I think that's from deferring to Carmelo Anthony, letting him get in his his bag where he gets out there and he keeps hopping with the ball like he's great, blow but, past somebody. Melo. So, at the M days is over with. M days is over. M days is over with. Lala done took it all from him. It's over. She took the house, the kids, oh, his game, his oh, jumpers. Everything. everything. Man, the way she looks, she can have it all. But West and other stuff is another day. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> do you, so, so you mean to tell me that Russ needs to stay the same, but everybody else needs to confine to his Paul game? Paul George is fine because this is the role that Paul George played in Indiana until last year. Yeah. Paul George always played second fiddle. Gotcha. You know, they would throw the ball in. They would play inside out. But yeah. David West. And with, David, yeah. David yeah. West and uh, Roy Hibbert. Roy, Roy Hibbert. Yeah. They would play inside out. And then he had George Hill. George yeah. Hill created the shot, kicked to Paul George, and all Correct. he did was just shoot the jumper. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, he can play he that can play role. role. Mellow can. So, so, the problem in OKC is more so mellow than anything. Mellow well, is it's, me- it's mellow and Westbrook because Westbrook's not doing what he normally does, playing with reckless abandonment. Mm-hmm. And then Mellow stops the ball. So, therefore... But yeah, ain't he no slows, yeah. slows the game down. I mean, you look at if you look at uh, the Thunder's stats, they having 20 less possessions a game right now yeah. in this year than they had from last year. They played a lot faster. Melo's a problem. Paul George can play fast. Yeah, Carmelo Anthony can't anymore. But this is but this is the reason why I ask is because when they played the Warriors. I think what well, they beat them by like 11 when they played the Warriors and then they played the Pacers last night. So they get up for the games that they need to get up for, right. but it's the games where they play the Magic or something like that where they get to let them games get away it's, from them. It's not they. It's Russell Westbrook. <laughs> That's who gets up for those That's games. That's who gets up for those He games. gets up for those. And he comes in with the mindset and he's like, I'm going to... I'm going to dominate. Yeah, I'm going to dominate the game. I'm going to tear whoever's in front of me's head off. Y'all just fall in line with so, me. Do you think that they could beat the Warriors in a seven-game series? Absolutely not. You don't think so? The what, Oklahoma City? Yeah. No. You don't think so? No. Not what, right what, now. Not right now? No. Not right now. When they figure it out? I think they can take them to seven. They can I, take them to seven. I think they can take them Kawhi to seven. Kawhi Leonard was great to take the Golden State Warriors to seven until they yeah. pull that yeah. foot under the ankle. Yeah. I think I think they, I think that series is going to go five games. Oh, with the OKC and, and, and the Warriors? Five games. Nah, I, I think the OKC got enough firepower that they can last with if they If they can make a trade and find somebody that could fill Carmelo's void in the first group with the first unit and, and have him come in with the second unit, they would they can take 
Golden State. So you want you want him to take games. a take a D Wade role. He needs to take a D D Wade role. So uh, I think Carmelo Anthony is going to be a free agent this summer. Where do you think he'll go? Who who will actually he'll be on, for him? He'll be on power with Lala. <laughs> that's, that, I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's all, I mean, because he's what thirty three. He'll be thirty four. His max contract days are over. So um, you don't I, think so? I mean, no, I'm not saying that. I'm uh, just saying I would say he would probably he could end up down in Houston. Mm, that's a good. That's fit where for he wanted to go anyway. That's what. That's a good fit for him. I, I mean, because I, I don't even know why Chris Paul is in Houston, but you know, that's well, another conversation. I mean, I didn't think the Chris Paul and you know James Harden, James Harden was gonna mix and like it does, but I watched them play. And Chris Paul is out there running up and down the floor with James Harden. They are having a ball. But you, but you, but, but you realize, I mean, they are shooting like a hundred three 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 point <laughs> shots a game. That's how they always. I play. mean, that's a, I mean, that's a boom, 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 hundred three point. I mean, that goes back to your point about Russ, because James Harden is like, I'm gonna play my game. I'm gonna get my bucket out here. Y'all need to follow. Chris Paul, you know what I do. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Ball, yeah, man. give me the ball. I'm gonna that's get these it. buckets real quick. Uh, I mean, it. and that's how it works. But I mean, Houston, that's what they do. They they shoot threes. They All shoot that. forty threes a but game. But that's how. But see, that's how that team is made. I yeah. mean, you think about that. You got Eric Gordon. You got James. You got Chris and, Paul. Anderson. You got Ryan Anderson. I mean. Yeah. I mean, those are just assassins. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, and they shoot, but that's they're built that way, right. and, then and that's why that works. And then Capella down low, just I mean, he pulls everything off the rim. Where this guy come from? Where did he come where, from? Where that is the come? question. <laughs> where did he come from? I have no. I have no idea where they, where they found him at. Yeah. Where did he come from? Yeah, but, I, I boy, mean, he's he's playing his role, and he's making it. He's he's making an all star push at playing the center position. I mean, he had. 23 and 15 the other night. I mean, I'm like, this is Capella here? This is, he's the reason why they got rid of Dwight Howard. They're like, why would we need to pay Dwight Howard 20 something million? Well, we got this cat who can do the exact same thing and pay him 15. Right. And, so, and they both shoot free throws at a 12% clip. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So would, you, so would you be shocked if I told you that I wouldn't be surprised if OKC didn't make the playoffs? <sighs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. And the only reason why I say that is because right now, Sad enough to say, Utah. If the if the playoffs ended today, I think Utah would have the eighth seed. Um, the Pelicans would have the seventh seed, and the sixth seed. Uh, who would have the sixth? I looked it up last night. But um, yeah, the OKC would be on the outside looking in if the playoffs ended right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I would not be surprised um, if they. If you said that, I'm pretty sure a majority Dang. of the people would be like, "Dang, OKC didn't make the playoffs." But I just don't see them not making the playoffs just on their talent alone uh, in yeah, the West. Yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer that uh, the cream always rises to the. Yeah, I think they they will make it to the playoffs now. When when they do, it's all about matchups. And if they get a good matchup in the first round, they go into the second round. So who who would they match up with now, right now? Let's think about this now. Now, OKC is in the eight spot. Okay. Okay. Utah, actually, technically, Utah and Oklahoma City, they're tied for the same eight. record. Okay. For the eighth spot. And the Pelicans are two games up, so that can flip a lot. Yeah. And the Clippers are right there, even though they're not going to really do too much anything. No. You know. But then you got the Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets at the five spot. Okay. They will not be there. You uh, don't think so? <laughs> Who? Well, well, you got to understand, uh, Millsap's out. Okay, he's yes. out. He okay, no. and so he they're gonna they're gonna lose some they're gonna lose some ground. There. Okay, they're gonna lose some ground there. I think the Jazz are gonna get up in that in that seven eight spot. Either Oklahoma or the Pelicans ain't gonna make it. Oklahoma Pelicans. I would say the Pel- I don't know. I think the Denver Nuggets are the team that's out. You think I they slide all the way out? It's possible. Because I mean, they, they you said they're in the fifth spot right now, and with Millsap right out, that's probably gonna be 
too much of a ground for them to make up with the um, yeah. Oklahoma City and the Pelicans. So that yeah. I can see the Denver Nuggets the, sliding all the way out. There's two teams on here in the top eight that I see that, that, that will not make the playoffs. The Portland Trailblazers. And the Clippers. Now, the Clippers are not in right now. They're not in right the now. Dem- okay. The Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. And the Trailblazers? The Trailblazers, for the reason, Dane and McCullum, they carry too much on their shoulders. Oh, they do. They're and assassins. I mean, in an 82-game season, you know, night in and night out in that Western Conference that we sitting here looking at right now, yeah, they can't keep it up. You don't think they keep they it start, up? Or- they start losing games. They, You know, they lose a couple games, and then they might go off for a game. Yeah. But they're playing all 82 games yeah. because if one of them go out, they it's a wrap. It's over. They, <laughs> they, what they, you say? They, they in the lottery. They, they in the lottery. <laughs> they, need, they need to trade. They need to trade to get another piece in there to help them out. Uh, because it's just those two, and, and that's it. I mean, they right. got they got some. I mean, they got role players. They got Evan Turner uh, and a couple Al, of. They couple got Alfred Camino. Uh, what was that big man they well, got? He's, last a, he's year? out. Oh, he's out. He's out too. He's out. Dang, he's out. I, just, out I just right read now. that today. He's out. Um, then they got the. Uh, but wait a minute, though. They got the big boy. They traded for last year. Yeah, Urkic uh, uh, or something like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so they got they got him. They got they, they got some pieces, but they carry it like he said. They carry a lot of weight. They carry a lot of weight. And if one of those two go out, that's going to be a problem. And if they do make it, see the problem is if they do make it after eighty two games, they're going to probably be so tired that they're going to be out quick anyway. Mm-hmm. Because they, they that's a grind for them. That's yeah, why so. Golden State always loves playing Portland in the first <laughs> round. Because <laughs> it's a grind. But last yeah. year, last year they told Steph, "Don't even worry don't about worry about Yeah, they told him, "Sit on down this series. Don't even worry don't about this worry series." About you know, the Clippers, the Clippers, they'll make a trade. I don't, I don't see DeAndre Jordan being there. They're gonna make a trade. They're gonna send him somewhere. Again, what is he gonna do? He's not gonna give you points, nah. but he gives you defense. Mm-hmm. So you know, I see him coming somewhere into that equation. But I. I, it just wouldn't surprise me. If they don't get it together here soon, I don't, I don't, I don't see them uh, uh, making the playoffs. And plus, with Sam, uh, Sam Presti, you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, Sam Presti, no think, think about that, man. Is Oklahoma City either has a great GM or a great player development because everybody knows they had Russ, KD, and James Harden on their team. He also drafted uh, Serge Ibaka. Uh, did he draft Enos Cantor? I think he drafted Enos Cantor as well. Steven Adams. So that's six great first-round draft picks that they've had on their team. But you know where he comes from, right? Who, where? He comes from the Spurs. Does it for real? Comes yeah. from the- so they have a great player development. So why hasn't the, the Thunder at least been to at least one more NBA final? At least. Ah. KD, KD left Russ and broke his heart. I mean, you know, it's like a big breakup. It's like you have to be hard. They can't play together. I just, it's just my opinion. They can't play together. So, is Russ a player that you, I know before we go up, get on the commercial break, let me ask you, is Russ a player that you can build around for a championship team, or is he just another player that you need? I, I couldn't build, I, in my opinion, I couldn't build around Russ for a championship. Yeah, what about you, Pete? I mean, there's only two teams that's gonna play in the championship. Yeah, anyway. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you know, so yeah, yeah. I mean, Russ, yeah, he can he can get you he can get you to the Western Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals, but it stops there. I mean, it's gonna be LeBron James, and he's gonna stay in the East no matter what. LeBron's gonna stay in the East because he doesn't want to run that gauntlet in the West. Why would you? Why would you want to? Yeah, why would you want to? Hey, but but you know, you still talking about LeBron, so you know, yeah. you never know what he'll do. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I'm gonna see what the fellas think about Levar Ball. Uh, this song right here is actually for the whole Ball family right here because you know they stick together through thick and thin. So we'll catch you back after this commercial break.
All right, thank you for tuning in back to Beyond the Game here with my boy B. Watson and Controversial PD on the mic. Before we get uh, end this show up and wrap this show up, there's one last topic I want to talk about. This guy has been making headlines pretty much for all of 2017. He'll probably go down on Time Magazine as the man of 2017, for real. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. LeVar Ball, before I give you my thoughts, I'm, I'm really interested to... First of all, I want to see what your thoughts are, Brandon. <laughs> but Pete, what you think about LeVar Ball, man? I think LeVar Ball is great. Why is he great? Because, I mean, as a father, you want to be successful. You want your kids to be successful. And he's making a way for his kids to be successful. And also, he's teaching them how to run a business. I mean, you know, it's a lot of the talking and everything, you know, that goes along with it. And people get mad at him and they don't like him because he's a loudmouth. But actually, he's still getting stuff done. I mean, he took his son out of high school and put him overseas. He took his he took his son out of jail over in China, and he put him overseas. No <laughs> you know, so, so I mean, but at the same time, they are professional basketball players. And as 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 kids, they probably went to him and was like, "Dad, we want to be professional basketball players." And I say that he's in success. He's success, successful in doing that. He has a son that's in the NBA, and he has two that's playing overseas professionally right now. Mm. And I love the way that he talks. I'm sure I know you do. <laughs> B, what, what you think about Lavar? I mean, listen, from a from a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, he's very smart with what he's doing. Uh, I can't take anything away from that. My issue with him is I, I don't. I mean, I don't like the, what he's doing with his kids. Like. You know, taking his youngest out of high school, I would never do anything like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I understand where he's coming from, and you know, his goal is to get all three of his kids in the league and have them play for the Lakers. I, I get all that, but to take to take his his, his his son out of his junior year in high school and send him overseas, I just think that that's that, that that's just ridiculous. In terms of his his middle son. You know, yeah. People I mean, don't even that, know he got a middle son sometimes. I, you know, that that wasn't on him. Yeah. That wasn't on him. That 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 was only Angio. He's the one that went out there and did that stupid stuff mm -hmm. and put himself into that situation. And as a father, what he did was he tried to make the best decision for his son. You know, because he knew that, okay, Stan, he knew that Stan with UCLA, he was going to be suspended. Even though he would have played at some point in time this year, he was going to be suspended. In his mind, he wanted his son to come out in his first year. And go pro, but you missing half the year. He's not that talented, mm. so therefore he had to figure out another option for his kid. So from that, if that's the route that he chose to go. That's fine. Now what he does for his oldest, Lonzo, I don't like all that. You don't like all that? No, I don't like all that because I, because what it does is while it's building a brand for the big baller brand, I get that. But what it also does, I, I love Lonzo's. I love his personality because nothing phases this kid. Yeah. At least. At least out front, nothing phase him. He just kind of goes because he knows how his dad is. That's his dad. It's like you know how your dad is. Yeah, I know yeah. how, so that part don't bother him. But I think what does happen is that it puts an X on his back. Mm -hmm. And I think that those guys in the league take that personal. I mean, come on, man. You're you not going to sit up there and say <laughs> that Lonzo is going to go out here and destroy Steph Curry. Or he's gonna go out and destroy John Wall. That's not gonna happen. Nah. You know, but when you do that, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on this kid. But in reality, when you look at Lonzo's numbers, they ain't that bad. Mm -hmm. They're really not that. They're, they're really yeah. Well, and and his and his field goal no percentage. Yeah. You know, they're really not that bad for you know uh, for a rookie. rookie. Yeah. You know, so 
the only reason why it gets uh, you know amplified is because of his dad mm. and his dad and that's what I mean by putting additional stress and additional pressure in the situation and then on top of that you got the organization having to you know intervene and get involved and say hey man chill out chill out yeah you know so he's bringing a lot of a lot of activity and a lot of focus to the team that probably don't need to be there but in but in today's world you use social media to stay relevant you do and he so does therefore, the he's, yeah he does a great job at doing that i mean who would know who lonzo ball was if he didn't if his dad sure. wasn't out here saying the, the crazy things that he says like my son would kill steph curry no that's we i don't know we that's not gonna that. happen yeah. but at the same time when that game comes on we watch it. Everybody watching. So let me ask y'all this before we get out of here. This is a very interesting topic I want to bring up. Is like you said, he brought his son out of high school for his junior. He would have been a junior this year, mm -hmm. and he brought him out and played overseas. Mm -hmm. That's kind of scary if you're a college coach, because now you're saying, okay, what if this works? What if he goes overseas, got his shoe deal, and is killing overseas? Now you got this 17 year old playing in uh, Utah somewhere. His mama can't afford to pay the rent. So what he gonna do? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go overseas and get this money real quick yeah. until I'm able to go go pro. Set a precedent. So, so that's that's kind of that's kind of scary what he's doing right now. So if if it works out with the youngest one, it might start a trend for something terrible coming down the coming down the pipeline. What you think, Pete? I mean, I, I would have to disagree. I mean, because I think college is a trap. Because once you go, you have to stay. They they they're trying to make it where you have to stay. But that, that's you know, what I'm saying. So. Yeah. But so why why go to college? Because you go to college. To learn a skill or a trade to get a job. Yeah. You're not gonna find a better paying job than a professional sport. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like, instead of going to college, I'm 17 years old. My mama can't pay the light bill. This team over here in El Salvador is gonna pay me two grand a week to play for them. What you think I'm gonna do? You go to go, college? You, you gotta go play. You gotta go play. That's what Unless I'm saying. college starts paying. Because college makes so much money. Yeah. The college sports make so much money off of these kids, man. If, if they wanna compete, make, them, pay. make, make, yeah. make but, them pay. But see, the other part to this that a lot of people don't talk about is that when you've got the one and dones and things like that, you know, there's very rarely that you get the, the, the talents of LeBron and Kobe, Kevin Garnett. You don't get yeah. those all the time. Uh, you do get good ball players that come out that turn into great pros. Mm -hmm. But the problem that you have is that the league is becoming watered down and the average lifespan of an NBA basketball player is coming down yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of different things is happening, you know, because of the one and done thing. So really I wouldn't be surprised at some point in time that if the league tried to make them stay in school a little bit longer, I don't think it'll work. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't be be surprised they tried to do it because the league is just getting watered down. You got a lot of these guys that are coming out early. Like, who's the guy from Kentucky that left a couple years ago? I can't even think of his name. Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles. He the guy traded, but another, <laughs> a big man. I can't think of his Oh, you name. talking about uh, Jamari or Damari, whatever his name was. Uh, Johnson. Dakari Johnson. Dakari Johnson. Yeah. He, he's finally playing with uh, okay. OKC, but he's never on the floor. You know, mm. but the thing was, what, I, what I'm hearing is that he had to go for the money. Right? Yeah. You can't blame him because he had to go for the money. You got to do what you got to do for but your family. But if he would have stayed in school another year, he would have been a higher draft pick right. and made more money. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is it's, it's, it's that thing of wanting that money and your family wanting that money that's driving this whole thing. And that's where the problem comes in at. And, there's nothing that, 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 and at this stage, again, there's nothing that we can do about it. So how can college coaches compete with that? No, no. As the high school players and the college players need to put pressure on college 
the, the college, the universities, the college basketball game, the college football game to pay these players. If not, keep making the jump. Yes. You can always come back, back to go to school. school. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying for that kid who's in high school. I can come back. I got enough money. I can pay for my, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to go to school. You put so I ain't worried pressure. about that. That's what I'm saying. So how, how, how would you do that, though? You keep the, the, the good kids that don't want to go to college, that, that, that have to set out a year, you keep jumping and go get the money. Go get paid over there and then come back. Brandon Jennings did it. Did it yeah. And, yeah. and look at him. I mean, he's fine, even though he had the, the ACR, a broken leg last year. You know, it kind of knocked him down. But, I mean, he's fine. Yeah. That's you it, you put the pressure. You put the pressure yeah. on them. You got to figure out on these universities. Yeah, you got to figure out something because when you look at look at universities, you know, like Texas. I mean, you know, they got you know the Big Ten network. I mean, the Big Twelve mm-hmm. network. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they got plenty of, of money. money. Got, yeah, it's money's not the issue. It's just that they have the money, but the other universities don't, don't. have the money. But it it still it still doesn't matter because they can still the university can still pay. Oh yeah, you know they just had they they got to figure out a way to make it happen, and I'm surprised that even as we sit here in 2017 going into 18, mm-hmm. that they haven't figured that out yet. I think I think they figured it out. It's just they just don't hope nobody else can catch on to what they really done figured out. I, I think the board, whatever the NCAA board is, they know that they can play players. They're just hoping that their secret doesn't get out as far as how they can make that happen. But uh, before we get out of here, I just want to say thank you to B. Watson for stepping in, man. Poker Petey, I appreciate you stopping by. No uh, Pete got a son there. You want to say something real quick, man? Come on. Come on over and say something real quick. <laughs> Feliz Navidad, niños y niñas, and... Merry Christmas, kids. There you go. There it is. Thank you for tuning in for Beyond the Game, man. I want you to treat somebody how you would want somebody to treat your mama. We out of here.